0: Welcome into the In the Money podcast for Derby Day, Saturday, May the 7th at Churchill Downs. Tom Leach along with Jim Goodman, Keeneland's Director of Wagering Development. And we're going to take a look at the late pick four that ends with the Kentucky Derby, but we're going to go back and start with some of the earlier stakes races on a great card. Uh, The first one we're going to take a look at is race seven, the grade two pat day mile for three-year-olds going a flat mile. Churchill has a new bet. And kind of uh, playing off Keeneland's all turf pick three they have a pick three of races all for three-year-olds this one the American turf on the grass and then of course the derby so it's another interesting uh, angle that you can play in your wagers on derby day but Jim let's start with the pat day mile you got Jack Christopher coming off a layoff I would imagine will be a pretty heavy favorite in here uh, question is will he be ready for Chad Brown what do you think
1: can't imagine that he's going to be 100% cranked. I mean, when he won the Champagne, he was the favorite, uh, or I guess the early book favorite uh, for the Derby. Has obviously had some issues, didn't get back on the Derby trail, and is ironically making his three-year-old debut on Derby Day in the undercard race, the Pat Day Mile. He's going to be a big favorite, um, and if he runs back to the Champagne, even to his maiden special weight last year, he's going to be tough to beat. Some horses with more recency, I, I think you ought to consider in here. Uh, especially Major General coming out of Lexington. (laughs) That horse needed to win the Lexington to get into the Kentucky Derby, and he almost pulled it off, and Tawny Port beat him by a length, coming back on that short rest. um, I I thought Major General had had the race one uh, on the lead, and he hung on well after setting decent fractions, 23-4 and 48. So I think coming out of Lexington, uh, if he he moves forward, he's got a big shot in here with Ired Ortiz. Papa Cap coming out of the Florida Derby, uh, obviously they felt this horse was really going to be good after he finished second in the Breeders' Cup Juvenile last year at Del Mar. That race did not turn out to be a very good indicator of three-year-old form, however. But the Florida Derby got an 87 buyer, got beat by five and three-quarters to White Barrio, who's going to be one of the favorites in the Derby later on. So I think Papa Cap's got a big shot. And I think my prankster, also coming out of Lafayette, did not run well that day. At, at Keeneland, caught a wet fast track on the seven furlongs. Uh, just never really got into the race. Was six wide and coming off a really good win in a Swale. Uh, I think you throw that race out at Keeneland. Uh, he may catch a wet track on Derby Day, and you might want to look at that because he hasn't done that well on sloppy or wet tracks. But I think he's got a big shot off that Swale win. So my prankster on the the eleven horse for Luis Ayres probably be my pick in here i'm not going to take jack christopher at less than two to one
0: i am going to uh take a swing for the fences here with trademark at 20 to one on the morning line Uh, this horse was fifth in the toyota bluegrass against a really good field has had a couple of solid buyer figures but just may may not be good enough at two turns to beat the best of this crop but now he cuts back to one turn to a mile so should be good and fit coming off a mile in an eighth race and two for two at churchill which uh, is is interesting and um i think this horse, you know the, these connections fire uh day in and day out on the kentucky circuit so they can win big races and i just think this horse has the look of one that could be live at a price um i'll just you know kind of like in a try play him in all three spots or an and Exacta something like that and maybe try to get the win out of it uh, Jack Christopher's uh, got, I've got to use certainly in, in multi-race wagers. My Prankster, Major General, Papa Cap, all the ones you mentioned for the reasons you mentioned, I would have them as well. I'm kind of uh, high on Major General for the reasons that you men- mentioned. Um, you know, yeah, Jack Christopher from Chad Brown, Major General from Pletcher, one of those two. Um, you know, probably more likely to win, but you could play each of them and, and key trademark and an exacto with those, those two. And I uh, would, would certainly pay well if you can get trademark in the first or second slot. So I'm going to take a big swing with trademark eighth race is the grade one Derby city Distaff, Phillies and mayors four and up. Uh, this is a tough race. I ended up going to edgeway. Uh, horse has been very consistent, ran well here in, uh, at Churchill in 2020 on Derby weekend. Second to CC in the Breeders' Cup Philly and Mare Sprint. That's her only loss in her last four outings coming east for uh, John Sadler. So I'm going to try Edgeway. Uh, almost went with Bell's the one. She's just ultra consistent, always fires, loves Churchill Downs. Four wins, three seconds, and eight starts there. Obligatory, think like seven furlongs to a mile right in her wheelhouse, and she uh, won here last year. And then uh, both of the, the Brad Cox trainees, Lady Rocket and Just One Time. I think Lady Rocket might get overlooked a little bit versus her stablemate and might have as good or better of a chance just one time. The track was playing a little bit to outside closers on opening weekend, and I think that helped Just One Time. And uh, Lady Rocket might be able to finish ahead of her this time. So I think all five of those are, are live. I ended up going to Edgeway. How about you?
1: I believe I heard just before we started recording this that uh, Lady Rocket is going to scratch out and run in a race at Belmont on Sunday. So kind of makes sense because Brad has you know two really good horses in here. So I think Lady Rocket is going to scratch out of this race, I should have told you, before we started handicapping. But um, I really like Bell's the one in here. I think it's similar to an NBA playoff uh, series where the home team as a huge advantage and I think Bell's the one could turn the tables on just one time. Just one time was touted uh, and was the real deal in that race at uh, Keeneland coming off a you know two and a half month layoff and ran really big in the Madison but Bell's the one almost caught her down the stretch just one time just got the jump on her. They both come from out of it. I think they turned the tables this time and I think Corey Lannery wins this one with Bell's the one. Um, if you're looking at other horses to use. The horses, I can't argue with anybody that you that you mentioned. Plus, Kamari in here for Wesley Ward uh, has got a big shot. Seven for 13 lifetime and went off at two to one against just one time in Bells of One at uh, Keeneland on a muddy track. But, uh, you know, 97 biters in her back pocket. So uh, it, it's a great race, but I really like Bells of One in here.
0: Let's go to the grade two American turf at a mile and a 16th on the lawn. Three year olds exclusively here. Who do you like?
1: I like Cy Dog for a grand motion. Uh, lots of reasons to like Side Dog. Uh, the Transylvania at Keeneland was a very good race uh, for him, coming off um, a, a good race at Aqueduct. The first, first time out uh, as a three-year-old, and uh, got an 82 buyer, won by three-quarters of link length, length and, and really could have won by a little bit more. Came from well off the pace, ground motion, second off the layoff, uh, is, is, is good. Uh, after winning the last start, he's 23%. I just think Grand Motion's a great trainer, no matter what. I think Side Dog drawn perfectly here, the seven hole, uh, outside the speed. And that's the other horse I would take in here in the pick four is main event, the two horse. What worries me most about Side Dog not winning is the two horse is the lone speed in here. Uh, Ortiz, the other Ortiz may just take him wire to wire. So I think you got to go too deep in the pick four um that Cutler Bay at Gulfstream was very impressive and this horse is moving forward for George Weaver so with there being not much more speed in there perhaps the inside horse has shown speed on the dirt but not on the not on the turf I think main event probably controls the pace in here so I'm going to stick with only two horses in the big four two and seven
0: took another uh, long shot play in here in Royal Spirit I picked this horse in the Jeff Ruby stakes when we handicapped that weekend and I thought uh, she had good grass form and i thought coming off those races uh, she took to the there synth- if he took to the synthetic that he could have a big shot in there and ran okay i think finished 5th but had a little bit of a tough trip wide and i think now you know maybe not have didn't like that surface as much as i thought he might i love the switch to gaff leone for uh, trainer todd pletcher i think this horse could be a little sneaky in this spot I don't have a strong opinion otherwise, so that's part of the reason I looked for a price in here. I've got Side Portfolio Company Main Event, and also uh, coming in from the West Coast for Damato uh, Bolnikov, so or Balnikov. So uh, I'm probably going to go deep when we get to the pick four in this race, but uh, this is a, uh, a challenging one. So I looked for a price in here and found it with Royal Spirit. The grade one Churchill Downs for four-year-olds and up going seven furlongs. is the 10th race and the second leg of the late pick four. And I ended up taking mind control here. Went back and forth several different ways. But this horse is making his second start off a of layoff, and I think that could enable him to turn the tables on reinvestment risk. Horse won five times at seven furlongs and just moved into the Pletcher Barn last year and, and ran big uh, out, of, out of the Pletcher Barn. But now in his fifth start for Pletcher, uh, a little off-season break to really um, get this to work on this horse. I think Mind Control could be set up for a really good year with Pletcher. So I took Mind Control over reinvestment risk. I like those two 100-plus buyer figures for that Chad Brown trainee. Prevalence ran huge last time. This is a tough, much tougher ask than that last race. Jackie's Warrior. I think he might have lost a step. We'll see. Um, I got to have him on the ticket but uh, it doesn't look like his numbers the last couple of starts have stacked up to the previous ones so I'm going to try to beat him and then uh, Aloha West is worth a look won the Breeders' Cup Sprint making his 22 debut but it's a tough spot to debut in especially from the rail going seven mind control for me in the Churchill Downs how about you?
1: I went with Aloha West Um, I thought there's there's enough speed in this race uh, to to set up Aloha West are going to come from way out of it that run I had him in the Breeders' Cup Sprint simply off that run in the Phoenix where he came from. There's no way he could could get there, and he only lost by a neck to Special Reserve. So Aloha West for Catalano is my pick in here. I think seven furlongs will suit him. I think, uh, actually, that extra furlong will help. Uh, And he doesn't need to get the lead, so I don't think the one-hole hurts him in an eight-horse race. Jackie's Warrior is going to the lead, and I'm like you. I don't know that he is what he was last year. Still pretty quick. And he's still got positional speed, and there's not a whole lot of speed in here. I'm hoping somebody else runs with him to say that for a little while. West, I like mind control, I, I, I do like mind control over reinvestment risk. I think uh, mind control, I'll think Carter moves forward here uh, and basically is, is the better of the two. And I, I'm gonna use Suzanne for Todd Fletcher. Uh, this is a Baffert horse. That almost won the Oakland mile last time out and has a 106 buyer at Santa Anita. So I'm going to say that horse, you know, Todd Fletcher, Bob Baffert, not much of a drop off there. So I'm going to use Suzanne as well. I'm going to go four deep in the pick four.
0: Four year olds and up going a mile and an eighth on the turf in the grade one turf classic. If they get the rain that's expected in Louisville, might be a little bit of an off turf on Saturday, although the weather, the rain's supposed to move out early Saturday morning. But grade one turf classic at a mile and an eighth and I don't think there's uh, anything the caliber of Colonel Liam and domestic spending like last year so where did you land?
1: Yeah I agree I like Ivar here Uh, Ivar scratched out uh, at Keeneland in the Makers Mark mile to go here Uh, the mile and eighth might be a little further than he wants to go that's the only thing that worries me about it and that's why I'm gonna go four deep in here but uh, Paulo Lobo just spots his horses so well and Talamo fits this horse very well, so I think Ivar's got a big shot. I think Tribhuvan for Chad Brown has not been uh, as good as he was back in the um, summer of 21. Uh, Breeders' Cup Turf, he was a very disappointing uh, 13th, but uh, he's got the back class to come back here. Sheryl's Fight is an interesting horse for me. Sheryl's uh, Fight, if you remember, was totally dismissed by the Morning Line oddsmaker. In the Maker's Mark Mile at fifty to one, went off at nine to one and and got his nose up down the stretch um, over a, over a really good Chad Brown horse. And then I'm I'm also going to use uh, at Hamo for Chad Brown uh, second North American start. Almost beat Cavalry Charge. I'm going to take him over Cavalry Charge here. I think he moves up more and those time form figures from Europe fit very well here too. So. Going to go four deep here, a uh, very slight nod to Ivar, and you may even like somebody different because there's other horses in here that could win it.
0: I took the Chad Brown in here um, at Hamo. I liked that horse last time, and he just missed in his U.S. debut, and it was a kind of a paceless race. The other thing I like is the switch to Pratt in this spot. He's kind of, I think, really become the go-to rider when uh, Chad Brown is uh, firing his best shot. Um, this horse had solid efforts against top company in Europe and France, so... Uh, I like him. Good bit in here. Ivar was my next pick. Grade one winner, has won on the course, and uh, I have a lot of respect for uh, Lobo getting one ready for a spot like this. Uh, Santon is a horse when uh, he won impressively at Keeneland, and then they sent, shipped him out west, and he nearly won a grade one uh, last year. I thought that horse had a lot of upside left, so this is only a sixth start, and I think he could be dangerous in a field that you know, doesn't... As we said, doesn't have anybody the caliber of the top two from last year that dead-heated, so Santon's got a shot in here. And then Cheryl Spite uh, just off that big race last time. The only question mark I have there is that uh, he's never run at a mile and an eighth. So I think that's a a question mark for him. But I like it Hamo on top. Grade One Kentucky Derby wraps up the late pick four. There's also also a pick four that actually starts with the Turf Classic that ends with the the final two races, an allowance and a maiden. So you can play that. But for our purposes, we're talking about the pick four that ends with the Kentucky Derby. And my pick is Zandon, the Bluegrass Stakes winner. So impressive winning the Bluegrass. I just love the uh, acceleration that this horse shows. Oh, it's interesting that. Horses, obviously, a, a one that Chad Brown has had a high opinion of, thought for a long time this was his derby horse. I've saw so him interviewed. He said he thinks it's the, the best horse he's brought to the derby in terms of having what it takes to win at a mile and a quarter. But he's had four different riders in four starts on this horse. But last time he went to Pratt, Pratt rode splendidly and I think maybe learns even a little bit more about this horse with that experience. I think the horse with that long run down the stretch the first time may actually show a little more speed then uh, he, we've seen, I don't think he has to be at the back. I think he could be, you know, somewhere in the, the middle to just past the middle part of the, the pack and uh, not have to come through quite as many as it might uh, look on paper. So I think that could help his chances. Um, epicenter, can't really find any reason to knock him. Um, the only thing I wonder is if, he was the, he's the oldest horse in the race. He was actually born on January 29th. That maybe he just matured a little earlier and some of the others are catching up now and can pass him. But i got to have him on my pick-four ticket. Smile Happy is my price horse. I loved him from that debut win at Keeneland last year when he won that mile on the 16th debut in a fashion that you don't normally see at Keeneland. And um, I don't know that he's really improved from two to three yet. I think he will. If it happens Saturday, he's got a big shot. Uh, even if he improves some, he can hit the board. So at the price, uh, I don't want to let him beat me. Uh, and beyond that, Crown Pride, I'll, I'll maybe throw into the pick four, just on the angle that Japanese horses have done so well in big races this year, really going back to last year's Breeders' Cup. Horses uh, seemingly trained well, so uh, I'm going to throw him in my pick four. If I'm going to stop there when I get to the pick four, but if I went deeper, Messier, Cyberknife, Moe Donegal, Taba, those are other ones that I would look at, but uh, I had to cut it off somewhere, so I'm going to do <laughs> just the first four. How about you?
1: I had a call from a buddy of mine just before we started taping this, and he said, who do you like in the Derby? And I, and I said, well, who do you like? He said, I've narrowed it down to 10. <laughs> and I said, well, I've narrowed it down to 8, I think. So I have gone back and forth between White Abario, Zanden, Taiba, and Messier. Those are the those are my top four picks. I don't know in what order I'm going to play them. Um, my first pick was White Abario I just don't know that Sassy Joseph can get a horse ready to go a mile and a quarter on the first Saturday in May. I I've got he's a great trainer at Gulfstream. He hasn't really taken his game elsewhere. So I'm I'm, I'm hesitant to take him on top. Um the two Bafford horses or former Bafford horses in California, Messier and Taiba. Taiba has a reason not to pick him, he's only raced twice, no horses ever won with just you know, with no races at two and with only two races. Uh, but he looked so good beating Messier out in the Santa Derby. Derby um, i'm I'm not going to use epicenter um, I thought he got a perfect trip in Louisiana Derby. I went back and watched it. He could not have written it up any better. He won three races or he won two races and got a second of the comp at fairgrounds. I gotta have him prove that he can bring that to Churchill downs. He raced okay at Churchill last year, the first two races. He's got an 80 buyer and his maiden breaker, but he didn't break his maiden first time out. So I'm not going to use Epicenter. Uh, Probably am going to throw in Crown Pride, but I'm like you. I think Zandon has the most upside after that race in the Bluegrass. Um, I do not like, I don't think he'll be three to one. I think the favorite in this race might be nine to two or five to one. I think those horses that we've all mentioned, are all going to get some support? I don't think Taiba's is going to go anywhere close to twelve to one, um, and I think uh, Messier. I think Smile Happy is going to get some support. I think Smile Happy, uh, Mattress Mac might make him five to one by himself, but uh, I'm not going to toss Smile Happy either. I think he's my price play in here. But if you maybe pick a winner, I would pick exactly the same horse that you did, and I'm pulling for Zandon to pull off the the, the Bluegrass Derby double.
0: Yeah, one thing I, I saw a note from Matt Bernier of the uh, racing form. I think it was that's who it was that had this list of horses that had run at least two one hundred plus buyers coming into the Derby, and um, they they've all run pretty well. Now, the thing is, it's not like they've all won. I just the the more I, I really wasn't thinking much about Taiba, but the more I've I've gotten closer, I, I think he's a horse that you know with those the way he's running those two races. You know, Curland had only had three starts when he ran third in the Derby. I can see this horse hitting the board. And like I see you, it's, uh, I think he'll get bet down a little bit too. But I just think Zandon is sitting on a big race. So hopefully we're both right, and uh, we're cashing in some a variety of bets, uh, Oaks Derby double and all kinds of other good stuff. So certainly hope so. All right, Jim, time to give out pick four tickets. Give me yours starting in race number nine.
1: Well, on Derby Day, you can spend a little more, little more money. So I've got a $128 ticket going eight deep in the Derby. So I used two seven in the first leg with side dog and main event. Four deep in the Churchill Downs stakes with one, three, seven, and eight. Like in Mind Control, Aloha West on top probably. And then in the turf race, I went one, four, six, eight with Ivar being my top pick. And then Derby... um, I think to hit a pick four, uh, I don't feel as as strongly uh, about this Derby as I have some in the past, so I'm going to go eight deep in here, three, five, six, seven, ten, twelve, fifteen, and even sixteen. I think Cyberknife is another horse that I didn't mention. Arkansas Derby came back slow, but Cyberknife really looked impressive there, and Brad Cox, uh, don't discount him on Derby Day. I think think Cyberknife has got an outside shot at, at a big price. So, my ticket is 2 7 with 1378 with 1468 with 356710, 15
0: 16 for $128. All right, I'm going to go five deep to start 25678, then uh, just reinvestment risk and mind control in the Churchill Downs, so five and seven, one, eight, 10 in the Turf Classic, and then 35710 and 16 in the last leg. So that should be a $75 ticket and uh, throwing in Cyberknife there into my uh, list as well. Best of luck wherever you are playing this weekend. And if you can't get to the track, make sure you have funds in your Keeneland Select account. Do that early so that uh, you're ready for the big day on Saturday and you don't get caught with a sure thing without any money in your account. Best of luck, folks. And we'll talk to you next week on the In the Money Podcast or KeenelandSelect.com.